0: The Bills make me want to Kick your heels up and Shows. Throw your hands
2: up It's Hardline on News Radio 930. WBEN, this is Dave Debo on a day when the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Let's go back for a minute to 1999. That was the year when Tom Reynolds represented us in Congress, long before Chris Collins or Kathy Hochul were in the seat. Dennis Gorski was county executive long before Joel Giambra or Chris Collins or Mark Polencars. And at that time, when Dennis Gorski was county executive, one of his top aides was football fan Ken Cruelly. Ken, in the meantime, has become a blogger with a uh, a site called politicsandstuff.com. And, Ken, every time you're on, I really do have to tout the site because I think it's uh, one of the most interesting places to find out about local politics. But the stuff in politicsandstuff.com, more often than not, is NFL football, making you really, I think, the perfect guest to have on today. Ken Cruelly, thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you for having me, Dave.
2: I, I look at uh, your site right now in the very top uh, headline. While, yes, it's got a lot of interesting political stuff there, the uh, top headline is the Bills are in the playoffs, moving in the right direction. McDermott for president. Uh, he really has, in a lot of ways, uh, changed the mold here. He's a different kind of guy, isn't he? He
3: uh, certainly is. And uh, um, I wrote a uh, post for the blog at, at the beginning of the season, uh, not uh, really knowing a whole lot about McDermott. Uh, but I've, I've become a believer in the guy. I think uh, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he's shown it through the results. Uh, they, they got a long way to go. Uh, the, the, the team is still not a, a great team, but, but it's uh, moving in the right direction, and McDermott's uh, the guy responsible for that.
2: And I don't want to stretch the parallel too far, but I think a lot of the criticism that has been leveled from, from folks like you against President Donald Trump is the lack of message discipline. McDermott's got focus.
3: He certainly does. Uh, process, process, process. But I, 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 I think that uh, he's communicated very well with the team, and that the, that the team uh, seems uh, 100% behind him, which is a very important thing.
2: And it also seems as if uh, politicians realize this. Uh, I want to take you back, obviously, to earlier in the week, the governor's State of the State address.
0: We ended the drought in Buffalo returning to the playoffs for the first time since 1999. <laughs> Go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills!
2: Uh, to what degree, Ken, do guys like him have to say stuff like that?
3: <laughs> well, I guess it, it's a nice way to end a speech or to get it, get involved in the whole thing. Uh, I uh, I mean, it, we haven't seen Donald Trump claim credit for the Bills getting back in the playoffs, so uh, we're still waiting for that. But. Uh, uh, the governor's entitled to his opinion on those things.
2: What do you think about the governor's uh, 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 presidential aspirations, especially now after his State of the State address? Because, uh, in fact, let me jump right to it. There was an excerpt there that a lot of people are pointing to where he really went out of his way to talk about President Trump. Didn't mention him in the speech, but once by name, and that came when he did this.
0: I'm not afraid about the economics and the federal assault and the $4 billion and the $6 billion. That's hard. But we know how to do that, and we will do that, and we've done it before. My greatest fear is the division that is spreading among our people. We have seen more anti-Semitism, more racial attacks, more religious tensions than in decades, all across the state. Now, I understand the emotions. The country is searching its way through a challenging period and a confusing period. The economy is changing. There's terrorism, mother's nature's constant bombardment, the unnerving constant pace of change in society. So anxiety is at a fever pitch. You feel it up around your neck. And now there is a negative synergy, a sense that we are out of control, and that breeds a fear and that fear breeds an anger, and that anger breeds a division. And that division makes us smaller and weaker.
2: And then he continued uh, basically targeting specifically Donald Trump. We're with Ken Cruley from the blog politicsandstuff.com. Uh, bear with me. I do want to play just a little bit more of, uh, of uh, the Cuomo State of the State address, and then we'll bring you back in, Ken.
0: Okay. Our internal divisions are a cancer to our body politic. And our federal government is furthering the divisions. They govern by dividing. It's winners versus losers, it's rich versus middle class versus poor, it's black versus white, it's red states versus blue states, it's documented versus undocumented, gay versus straight, Muslim versus Jews versus Christians. It's always pitting one group against the other. It's always conflict. It's always either or. And much harm has been done. As the greatest Republican President Abraham Lincoln said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But our obligation as leaders is not just to say what we are against, but also what we support. Our obligation as leaders is not just to criticize, but to offer an alternative. And we do. New York follows a different path. New York believes that there is no future built through division, but only through unity. The New York way is to believe that diversity is not a liability. It is the exact opposite. Diversity is our greatest asset. We celebrate it. The New York way is that tolerance is expected from all, and inclusion is our operating principle, and forging community is our ultimate goal. 18 million New Yorkers from 190 countries, all immigrants, all newcomers, virtually all poor, and in search of opportunity, all invited here by the same invitation, extended by the great lady who stands in our harbor.
2: And then here's the part where it really ramped up and tried to talk a little bit more specifically about Donald Trump.
0: For Kathy Hochul and John Flanagan's families from Ireland, from Carl Heasty's family from the Bahamas, Tom DiNapoli's family from Italy, Eric Schneiderman's family from Russia, invited to forge one family, the family of New York, gay and straight, white and black and brown, upstate and downstate, all working together, focusing on what unites us rather than what divides us, and then building on that commonality. Now, this is not a new principle. It's not a Democratic or Republican idea, nor is it even uniquely New York. It is an idea proven over 240 years. It is the nation's founding premise and enduring promise. It is our founding fathers' essential wisdom summed up in just three words, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. So fundamental to the American idea that in 1782, they stitched the words on the great seal of the United States. And that seal and those words are on the... Flag that has hung in the Oval Office every day since, right behind President Trump's desk. To find the way forward, to find the way forward, the president only needs to turn around.
2: Governor... Andrew, Governor Andrew Cuomo, from his State of the State address earlier this week, the only time he mentioned President Trump by name. Blogger Ken Cruley uh, did that sound to you like it did to so many others as a presidential uh, campaign speech?
3: It certainly did, uh, Dave. It, it's um, covering uh, all the bases of the, uh, the things that will be the the the. Ba- the, uh, the- the structure of the campaign for any democrat who's running in 2020
2: and you have written uh, this was an interesting note about your latest blog uh, the gubernatorial election really now kind of goes on autopilot does that give him more chance to talk about presidential stuff or does he get derailed later this month by the trial of joseph percoco in the buffalo billion bid rigging allegations
3: well those then those are uh, very interesting questions uh, i I think it's on autopilot, uh, unless something comes out of the Prococo trial that, uh, it, it ties the governor in and drags him into the scandal. If that, uh, happens, then it might be a noon ball game. If it doesn't happen, then, uh, the Republicans, uh, having lost, uh, that gets back to the football analogy for a second, they lost their franchise quarterback as, uh, Nick Lang, where they described to Bob McCarthy a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, Harry Wilson said he's not running. So in, in that void, we already had uh, Assemblyman uh, Brian Kolb in. Now uh, 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 Joel Jambra joins.
3: Yeah, but uh, in, in terms of uh, football, uh, Koldman, uh and Jambra are uh, E.J. Manuel and uh, Kyle Orton. Um, <laughs> they're not... Uh, Statewide uh, really serious candidates, I don't think, and so
2: they are to your mind not even Tyrod Taylor are they
3: and uh, that that will be the contest, and that will give them this platform to uh, to uh, exp- uh, expound on uh, the the stuff that uh, you just played uh, on, on the tape
2: I know, I thought this was interesting. you also wrote, and I didn't think of this per se, but yes, if there's a primary for governor, there's also a primary for lieutenant governor. And with so many people thinking perhaps that, uh, that Andrew Cuomo will run for the presidency, that becomes a little more interesting. Talk about what you think there.
3: Well, I, I, you know, I think Kathy Hochul uh, has done a great job as lieutenant governor. Kathy's been a, a friend for a long time, and I admire her work. Uh, but that being said, uh, uh, New York is a big state, uh, mostly uh, based outside of western New York, and uh, uh, some ambitious politician from New York City or the suburbs around New York I might be looking at uh, things and thinking, uh, if uh, Cuomo goes for uh, president, I'd I'd like to be uh, next in line uh, to move up. So um, I I think that, uh, in some respects, might drive a harder primary for lieutenant governor than uh, governor this year.
2: Interesting point. I I wouldn't have thought of that. Before I let you go, I'm going to get a football prediction from you. But first, there are a couple notes on the ballot that we have to take a look at. Uh, it, It became pretty much official this past week, a Facebook announcement from Erie County legislator Pat Burke. He is pretty much the Democrats' candidate to run and replace Mickey Kearns in the state assembly. What do you see there?
3: Yeah, I expect that that's what's going to happen. That uh, Burke will be the candidate, and then the question will be, will the Republicans uh, uh, find a candidate? Last time they had a fairly visible name in Mickey Kearns, who was willing to take their line. Whether that uh, were to happen again, uh, that that seems a little less likely. I would think Burke uh, would have a, a lock on it, but the uh, but the problem is that. Uh, um, Burke um, uh, has got to wait to see if the governor calls a special election, and we don't know what's going to happen with that yet. So uh, that that's just a, a work in progress.
2: And in November, County Clerk Mickey Kearns is on the ballot. Uh, th- this was just a, a special election this last time around to replace uh, him for basically one, to replace uh, Chris Jacobs for one year. Then it's on the ballot again in November. What do you see happening there?
3: Well, uh, no Democrat has come forward yet, um, but um, uh, I would think that um, the party will look at it as an opportunity because uh, turnout last year uh, was uh, lower than it's going to be this year in a gubernatorial election, and the turnout will uh, increase just because of the... Gubernatorial plus the uh, the increased uh, interest among Democrats for uh, coming out for anything.
2: So a statewide Democratic uh, gubernatorial race,
3: Maybe, uh, we'll have a decent shot at that.
2: We'll, we'll juice up the chances of a Democrat taking that office away from uh, from Mickey Kearns. You think?
3: Uh, well, that uh, you know Mickey's uh, uh, going to have to uh, defend his office. Uh, he's going to find that it's kind of hard to get press from the uh, the office of county clerk, and so. Uh, he's going to have to work the politics of it, and uh, the politics aren't necessarily in his favor in a in a democratic year in a heavily democratic state.
2: All right, good stuff. Very interesting. Before we let you go, of course, I, I mentioned at the top the blog is called politicsandstuff.com. dot com. The stuff is usually NFL related. What do you see happening later today down in Jacksonville, Ken?
3: I uh, I don't think that we're uh, we're going to see uh, anything that uh, we don't expect, which is a Buffalo win. <laughs> I, I really think that Buffalo can uh, beat Jacksonville today. The Jacksonville is is uh, a fine team, but not uh, not an outstanding team. And Buffalo has shown uh, over the year when they've beat some other teams like uh, Atlanta and Kansas City, they can rise to the occasion. So I would say uh, Buffalo 20, uh, Jacksonville 17.
2: All right, fair enough. We'll hold you to it and have you on the program again to talk about the results perhaps next week. <laughs> Ken Cruley from politicsandstuff.com. com. <sighs>